Welcome to another NRL.com season preview podcast. The St. George Illawarra Dragons under the gun today. Uh, my name's Chris Kennedy. With me, I have from 2GB and 4BC's continuous call team Dragons legend Mark Riddell. Mark, thank you for being here. No worries, Chris. How are you? Fantastic. Yeah, keen to talk some uh, some rugby league. The games are uh, almost upon us, so close you can smell it. Uh, going through the Dragons today, obviously, um, I guess just general thoughts to start with. There's a lot to break down. They've got a, a new coach, a disappointing trial outing in the Charity Shield, but obviously, you know, just a trial, all the rest of it. Um, how do you feel like they're placed at the moment? Uh, look, I, I suppose after watching them on the weekend, as you mentioned, in the Charity Shield, they've probably got a, a fair bit of work to do. Uh, their coach Anthony Griffin, he's come out already and said, you know, it's a, a bit of a wake-up call for the for the team. Uh, the way the South Sydney side were able to pull apart uh, the Dragons so easily uh, in that first half, in particular, was was really concerning. Um, but as I said, they, they've got a fair bit of time. They've got a couple of weeks to, to try and rectify that, but they they certainly got a lot of work to do. I was in that chat with Anthony Griffin. I went out to Mudgee um, as one of the reporters for NL.com and, and spoke to him along with uh, the Daily Telegraph afterwards. And he sort of, he was fairly philosophical. He, he said, yes, we got taught a lesson. Yes, we've got a, a lot of work to do um, before round one. He also found some positives there. He thought the, um, you know, they were able to create chances without really finishing chances. They had quite a few line breaks. I thought personally, Zach Lomax looked pretty dangerous on that right edge with a few line break assists. Um, they weren't completely devoid of positives, but yeah, I guess the defence was the, the worrying half of it. Yeah, well, you know, everyone knows that defence wins premierships. Uh, you know, they've, they've obviously got a fair bit of work to do there. Um, you know, they, I, I've got a question why they played Josh Kerr on an edge. Um, Josh Josh had a a really good season last year, went very close, as we all know, to representing Queensland, was in the squad. Um, He's one of your big middle men. I I just, I didn't understand it. Um, You know, I know they are a little bit short after losing Tyson Frizzell, but uh, he's a a middle man. And and I don't think it helped the right edge at all that that Josh was sort of put in that position. Um, I'd expect him to move back to the middle and, and maybe find someone a little bit more mobile, a little bit more agile. Uh, defensively for that position. You mentioned Zach Lomax. That, if you're looking for positives, I think, for the Dragons this season is the fact that they will have a little bit of strike there with the ability to go to Zach, as we saw last year on the right-hand edge. You know, if, if, if Greg... Uh, not Greg, but if, if Jack Bird uh, comes through his injuries and, and finds the form that we all know he's capable of, he's a tremendous player, Jack Bird. I love watching him play. Uh, they'll have, they'll be, have the ability to shift the football to both of those guys we know what Matt Dufty can do at the back. So they do have a little bit of strike, the, the Dragons, but I think it's about getting them the football in the, in the right times, in the right parts of the field. Yeah, you touched on Josh Kerr. I was quite surprised to see him run out on an edge. I feel like that's probably an experiment that you try in the trials and you then work out that it doesn't work and it sort of gets pushed aside for, for round one. I wonder if someone like Jackson Ford might be the man on, on the other edge with, with Tarek Sims um, as the two edge men. Yeah, you got. They've, they've got to find someone. Um, I, I was with you. I felt sorry for him as well. Um, I, I, again, I questioned it. I, I didn't understand it. Laterally, um, it's probably not his position. You know, he needs to. Those edge players need to work really hard from the inside defensively to take a bit of pressure off their edges. And unfortunately, uh, he, he got caught on a couple of occasions there, not being able to release uh, and push out. But they were, you know, as we said, it, it's probably not his fault. It's his relatively new position for him. Um, hopefully for Dragons fans, we see him back in the middle. And they do, as you said, find someone like, you know, Jackson Ford or, or one of these other younger players that they, they talk about to come in and fill that role that's going to be, 
you know, it's going to be tough to feel we're losing Tyson Frizzell, who's is such a tremendous player. So it's a, it's a big job for whoever fills that role. Yeah. What do you think just the, the coach in general? We've seen him at uh, Brisbane. We've seen him at Penrith. He's come in. He's a he's a fairly sort of, I guess, a steady uh, coach. He, he's not one of those sort of way left field out of the box uh, sort of coaches. But I mean, what, do, what do you kind of think Griffin is going to bring to the Dragons? Is he the, the right fit? What, what's he going to get out of the, the squad? Yeah, look, obviously Hooks, um, he's going to rely on Ben Hunt. He's put all his, his eggs in Ben Hunt's basket. He's announced him as the captain of the side. So Hook obviously believes that he can get the best out of, of Ben Hunt. Uh, the signing of Andrew McCulloch on a three-year deal only over the last few weeks. Uh, those two players have played a lot of football together at the Broncos. So um, Hook's obviously put a lot of belief in those two players that they have the ability to bring the best out of the Dragons. Um, we're just going to have to wait and see. Um, we know, you know, you, you hear the stories about uh, Anthony Griffin coach teams, uh, very, very fit, um, you know, play that real, complete your sets, kick long, chase hard um, and wait for your opportunities. So uh, I'm just, I'm just not sure whether dra- the Dragons have got the, got the personnel that they'll be able to do that or not. Yeah, another guy you touched on just before, uh, Jack Bird, had a, a horror run with injuries the last couple of years. But um, we've seen him, you know, a premiership winner at Cronulla in 2016. He's played fullback and 5'8", probably um, centre, at least for now, while he's working back into to full fitness is probably his spot, but can be very dynamic on his day. A real uh, tackle buster, real hard to handle once he's going. He's probably been a little bit quiet in the, the two trials today, but you wouldn't hold that against him given the, the amount of footy that he's missed and someone who, if he does get back to something like his best, could be a real asset on an edge. Oh, he'll, he'll be a tremendous asset um, if he can get back to, to his best. Obviously, everyone knows you know what he's had to go through over the last few seasons, um, but everyone also knows what he's more than capable of, of doing. And, um, yeah, I wouldn't read too much into how he's played over the last few weeks. I think the best football you'll see from Jack will be you know, from mid-season to the run into the, to the final series. Uh, you've got to give someone like that time. Uh, you've got to let him find his feet. You've got to let him, you know, get back into the game a little bit. And, you know, that, that's just one of the things you've got to do when you're bringing someone who's, you know, had these hor- horrific uh, injuries over the last few years coming back into the game. Give him a bit of time. Let him find his feet for a while before we, um, you know, before we start judging how, how Jack's been playing. Another guy you touched on was Andrew McCulloch. The the whole squad's got a bit of Brisbane circa 2013 about it at the moment with Hunt, Norman, McCulloch and, and Hook. Um, losing Cameron McInnes, just a, an inspirational player last year. I mean, you, you can't help injuries and obviously he's departing the club for, for Cronulla the year after. But it, I, I mean, when he's in your roster and you don't have him playing, that's, that's a huge hole to fill, even with a, a veteran like McCulloch coming in. Yeah, I can't, can't believe it. First of all, I can't believe that they, they let him go. Uh, from what yeah. I've been told, didn't even offer him a contract. I think it's absolutely ridiculous, but that's probably a matter for another day. Uh, he, he's been the heart and soul of that club for, for, for the last few years. And, um, you know, I, I just couldn't believe that they did not even offer him a deal. He wanted to get it done before the season. They weren't in a position, apparently, to offer him a contract. So, you know, you, if you read between the lines, they, did, they didn't want him or Hook didn't want him. Um, so for, for whatever reason, um, Hook believes that Andrew McCulloch is the, the fit that he wants. And, um, you yeah, know, until we see some results, it's, it, it's hard to judge. Um, he, he thinks that Andrew McCulloch is the right man to work with Ben Hunt and, and possibly Corey Norman. So um, I, I just couldn't believe it. But you're right, you know, having someone like that that's then a week or two later after he announces he's going to the Cronulla Sharks, does his knee and he's out for the year. Uh, and I know for a fact he's their, their inspirational leader. Uh, the boys love playing with him. Uh, they love what he does. Uh, and to, to have someone like that, you know, 
not there and not available, uh, it's it's a really disappointing thing for the Dragons. Just on the the roster overall, mate, we've got um you know some really good youngsters coming through the Fiungai brothers, Cody Ramsey, Jackson Ford in the pack, um, and at the older end you've kind of got you know your McCulloughs and Normans and Hunts. Do you feel like the roster might just be a little bit out of balance and might take a couple of of seasons to sort of recalibrate that balance and get back to where it needs to be? Yeah, but unfortunately for Dragons fans, they expect results every season. Now they're, they're such a, a proud club, the Dragons and. You're right, they do have a good crop of, of kids coming through. I think they won the SG ball in 2019 and you've got the likes of Sullivan uh, and, and those young boys coming through. There, I think there will be a point in time when someone like Jaden Sullivan has to get an opportunity, whether that's at the start of the season with Corey Norman obviously suspended, uh, if he gets an opportunity to start there. But at some stage, we've got to see those young blokes uh, get a chance because you know apparently they're the future of the club. Uh, and you'd like to see those players get an opportunity to, to play. Uh, when that happens, I'm not too sure. But, um, yeah, they lo- they did lose a lot of leadership. Just talking about the balance of the side, they've lost a lot of leadership in Frizzell, McInnes, you know, James yeah. Graham last year. Um, so there, there are, uh, you know, you and Aiken even, he, he's left the club as well. A lot of experience has been, um, well, has left the club. And now, now it's up to those more experienced boys that are left there. You know, Ben Hunt, Corey Norman, Andrew McCulloch, Tarek Sims, Paul Vaughan, all very experienced. Some of those guys are rep, representative players. Um, they've got to start leading from the front and making sure that, you know, they're taking this group forward. Well, yeah, like you say, you come to whatever their team's going to be in the early rounds, there's going to be a lot of uh, origin experience, experienced players in that side. So it's not that they're, they're lacking for experience. So even if the balance is a bit out, they, they do need those senior guys to stand up. Yeah, they've got to stand up. And, you know, I think if you asked... And the majority of those players, um, how they played last year, they'd be very disappointed with the way that they they played uh, under Paul McGregor. This year, they get a new opportunity under a new coach, new coaching staff um, to start again. And um, you know, we all know that that Hook's got a good relationship with McCulloch, with Norman, with Ben Hunt, um, and we know the quality of players that the likes of Paul Vaughan and Tarek Sims uh, can be on their day. So. You know, Tariq missed a fair bit of football last year. Paul Vaughan would, would admit that it wasn't his best season, but I'm, I'm sure both those boys are, are ready to go and ready to fire for the for the Dragons this year. Before we uh, get to the predictions, any other key talking points uh, I haven't covered off on you wanted to, to bring up? No, nah, not really. I think we've covered it all. I think I think the just the um, yeah you know, just the the ability to try and blood some of these youngsters and give them give them an opportunity. Now, we just rattled off now, half a dozen very experienced players. If those guys are still playing on the field, there will be an opportunity to give one or two of these kids an opportunity each week. Uh, and I think that's what you'd want to see. You know, you, we know that they're exciting. You throw in Cody Ramsey, who a lot of people are already talking about. You want to see these guys get a chance and see what they can do at the NRL level. So um, I think that'll be the big thing this year, just seeing some of these kids get a, get a chance to, to play NRL. Our prediction time. Uh, how do you reckon we're going to see the Red V go in, in 2021? Uh, look, I think it's going to be a tough season for them. And, I, and I'm just going to be honest there. I, I'm not sure that they're... Um, yeah, I just don't think they'll be competing for the top eight. Uh, I think they're going to sit where they've probably sat the last few years, you know, around that 12th to 15th mark. Um, I, I just, at this point in time, I can't see them making the top eight. I'd love to be proven wrong because yeah. I'm a Dragons fan and it's very hard to keep your two boys as Dragons fans when they're not going well. So uh, I'd love nothing more than the Dragons in the top eight, but um, I just I just can't have them in my top eight at the moment. 
Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm, you know, mates with Matty Elliott. I'm mates with Jamie Sauer. There's some some great people at the club. I'd love to uh, to see do really well, but it, yeah, I feel like it could be a year or two before they're uh, they're re climbing that ladder. But that's all we've got time for. Mark Riddell, thank you so much for your insights today. No worries. Thanks, Chris.